Hello and welcome to episode 10 of the BNI Manchester podcast. I am Dave Kelly and today I am joined by Kelly Gilmore Grassum from Making You Content. She is the president of BNI Beyond, runs an amazing business, and she's come onto the podcast today to talk to us about the successes she's had in BNI and the, how she's been able to have a massive impact on BNI Beyond. So, do you want to say hello, Kelly? Morning, Dave. How are you doing? I'm very, very good. So, it is morning that we're talking at the moment. Some people may be listening to this in the afternoon or the evening, or sometimes people may be struggling to sleep and think, I'm going to put one of those BNI podcasts on. They send me straight to sleep. I'm sure this isn't going to be one of those episodes because Kelly's going to be most <laughs> of the talking. Um, and not me. Um, would you want to give a, a, a brief introduction to yourself, Kelly, and what you do in business? Yeah, that's great. Thank you, Dave. So I'm Kelly, as Dave said, I run a content marketing agency called Making You Content, um, and I've been the president of Beyond for about nine months now uh, over in Manchester. Fantastic. And what types of businesses do you generally work with? So we work with all types of businesses. We do a lot in B2B, so finance, property, tech, but we're also doing a lot in e-commerce, especially since, you know, the pandemic and a lot of businesses moving online. So, um, so yeah, it lends itself well to BNI, I guess, because obviously there's such a range of businesses in, in every chapter. Very good. Is there a type of business that if somebody was listening to this, it's a member in another chapter that you would work really, really well with? I know Liam Grady's been on the podcast and, and he often says when people ask him or say to him, He's really well connected. He says, I'm not well connected. I just joined the dots. Is there anybody that if they could join the dots for you, if there's any types of businesses that are involved in BNI that you could potentially partner with, what types of uh, industries would they be in? Yeah, in terms of partnering, we work really well with web agencies, um, you know, people who are developing websites. Copy is always the thing that holds websites up. And so, you know, it's we're, we're actually a bit of a godsend for, for developers because, you know, if a client's not sent them the copy on time, we can just plug right in and, and uh, help them move the project along. So that's always a great intro. And like I say, e-commerce at the moment, because, you know, so many brands are just trying to get, get start selling online and look after things like paid ads, which are quite difficult to do if, you, if you're not in the industry. So um, both great intros for me. Brilliant. So if you're an agency or you've got an agency in your chapter that may or may not already know Kelly, it'd be great to try to make an introduction, see if you could potentially start to pass work back and forth. Is there a specific introduction at the moment that you've got for your business that you'd, you'd, you'd like to ask for to the, to the whole well, region? I actually asked for Stockton's last week, um, and who are a local, they do sort of furniture in, in Manchester and uh, both you, Dave and Elena and the group popped up and said that you'd be able to connect us so um, as Liam Grady would say, specifics always terrific. Yeah, very, very good. So hopefully we'll get an introduction and uh, we'll hear about that in the in the coming weeks and months as to how much business that may be worth. Just that would be fantastic. So how long have you been involved in BNI, Kelly? Um, going on for I think two and a half years now. We Beyond started back in August. Oh, well, it was it August twenty nineteen. I'm losing track of time to be honest. Uh, uh, 2018 actually yeah 2018 yeah okay well, anyway, I've been I've been in the group since just before it launched um joined when it was a core group and we were sort of going into the launch phase so kind of been on that whole journey with the group really from you know new chapter to first year anniversary which is always a tough time for for any chapter with that, those renewals and then all the way through to now sort of where we've become quite a mature group and we really know what we want to do Great. And your experience of BNI, you'd been along to BNI a few times before you actually got involved, hadn't you? Because I remember first meeting you way, probably way back when we were meeting in Dive, somewhere like that. And um, in the north, oh, it might, it might have been before Mid- that. Early, it might be Manchester Hall when we first started meeting. Manchester 
Oh, yeah, when graphene first started. So I was um, sort of a go-to sub for some of the old members there. So um, I used to come along as a sub, but at the time um, I was a freelancer. So it was when I was just starting building the agency. And, you know, like everybody says, they don't have time. I think the, the challenge is when you're a freelancer is, is you know, the, you have to be the one, you, you're the fee earner, you're the primary fee earner. So, you know, I always saw the value in it. And, you know, I, I got actually quite a lot of business as a visitor um, anyway, but I, I realised that, you know, in order to get the best value out of, out of networking, I needed to join a group when the time was right. So as soon as we got to a point where I, I was less soft, you know, doing less writing and actually managing more um i was quite keen to join a chapter and uh here i am very good and you've been how long have you been the president for now in beyond nine months yes yeah. so it's been uh it's been a journey in lockdown so we've i've not actually done a meeting face to face so it's been a completely virtual presidency but i've really enjoyed it so far great when you got involved in bni did you ever think you'd be on the leadership team or you do a president role did you ever aspire to do anything like that i don't think when you join a BNI group you really think about it I think you often just take for granted that the group runs and it just you just turn up and it happens every week uh, it's only when you really get involved and you start to realize the work that goes on behind the scenes that you know you start to get in your head thinking oh you know what, what should I be doing to contribute I actually would never have put myself down for president um I'm quite well I used to be really afraid of public speaking and I'm a very organized person so I would have put myself down for sort of the vice president role if I would have sort of you know taken a bet on it two years ago and it was actually Chris that twisted my arm to be president because he said well you could do you could do the vice president's role you know with your eyes shut because because you do that day in day out you know you're sending emails you're organizing your team like why don't you do something that, that challenges you that's not in your sort of current skill set which is public speaking so I'm actually really grateful to Chris for that because I think if you do a role that really pushes you out of your comfort zone whatever that comfort zone may be it you know I've got a lot out of it on a personal level from growing and developing over the past nine months. Very good I think when people get it's true people get involved in BNI at the time you, you apply and everybody gets involved they think there's being a member think I'm never going to do that and then at some point they get involved they start doing quite well they enjoy it and think do you know what I could do that role and they work their way up like when I got involved in BNI, did I ever think I'm going to be running a BNI podcast for the region? No, I didn't. Did I think it was <laughs> launched chapters? No, I didn't. I imagine Andy Gorman, when he became a member, wasn't thinking, I'm going to become an executive director. It just doesn't happen. But as you develop through it, same as anything, it's just progression through anything that you do and you see the benefit of, of, of moving up and stuff. But um, I was lucky enough to be the, the DC associated to the group um, in the early days and I was launched director when we launched it as well. And I think you were the obvious choice to be the president. So I'm glad that Chris managed to find the right language to be able to twist your arm to make sure that you uh, you could do it. There's no getting away from it. You've done a fantastic job in the nine months that you've been in there, both yourself and, and Sarah and the rest of the guys that have been on the leadership team. So there's been a few amendments to the, the other role on the leadership team. Um, one of the biggest things for me when I attend Beyond is the, the positive attitude that there is around mm. the chapter. How have you how have you managed to, to do that? How have you managed to keep people so engaged and so you, you're... I saw the traffic lights for your chapter last week. It was unbelievable. I think you'd had something like one absence in six months across the whole chapter. And, and yeah, then... it's, it's really started to show through on the stats, which is fantastic. Um, I so think, what's your secret to that? I think when, when we took over, so when I took over the chapter, sort of back March, April time, you know, we just, with the pandemic had just hit the UK. We'd gone into lockdown. We'd already had quite a challenge um, within Beyond in that we'd had our sort of 
um, our first year birthday back in August the year before. And we either lost members or we, we got rid of members when we did that sort of one year anniversary where obviously everybody comes up for renewal. Um, and, and really it, that six months leading up to when I took over, we really struggled to get that momentum back. And I think a lot of chapters go through that, that process when, they, you know, when they've had that first year milestone. Um, and to be honest, I think there were questions at the early part of the year of, you know, whether, whether the group was going to continue, how, you know, what we're all doing. And, and I think a lot of people struggled to believe that we'd be able to make the Zoom format work and that people would want to attend every week. Um, so I was quite hesitant about taking, <laughs> taking over what, what I thought, is this just going to be a sinking ship when I took it over? But, but do you know what I thought? I don't do things half-heartedly, you know, and if, if I want to, just like with, with my own business, um, you know, you, you sort of get out what you put in. And I thought, well, I'm just going to bring the, the energy and the attitude to it that I would expect to want from a group and just try and lead by example. Um, and I think, I think that's really shown in, in, you know, the way people have responded and kind of stepped up to the plate in terms of members taking roles and everybody just, you know, we're not a moany chapter. We've got, you know, we've got rid of any members that sort of brought that, that attitude to the group and just really sort of making sure that we're positive and supportive, which is the key thing. We've we very much moved away from focusing on, on, you know, numbers and results. And we thought, well, if we focus on supporting every member and making sure that everyone is benefiting from the group, then the numbers will look after themselves. And I think that's kind of um, proven itself over the past few months as, as that's kind of kicked in. Very good. I, I might take that as a tagline and put it into the tag of the podcast. We're not a money chapter. I've not heard it in <laughs> coin. No, so no, no bitches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a, but yeah, there'll be other people involved in HOI. The, 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 for me, the VP role in a chapter is the most important role and the one that sort of binds everything together. If you do the VP role well, I think it's the best role you can do to grow your own credibility. I think Sarah does an amazing job, but you'll hear other people that may have done a VP role that didn't see it so well for their business, but it's because they didn't do the role as well as they potentially could. So it's like a double-edged sword. If you do a role really, really well in BNI, you'll reap the benefits of it. But if you don't do it so well, it could potentially have the opposite impact. And I think the impact that you've had because of how well you've done your roles really, really shows and shines through. And anytime anybody visits your chapter that I hear of either in my chapter or in BNI or from the regional team, they always really, really enjoy the meeting. So obviously you're doing something right. Yeah, and Sarah, Sarah is just really, you know, she was the, the VP at the start and she's obviously taken VP role again um, to work alongside me. And I think, it, as you say, it's just testament to that, that, you know, if you've got a, a good VP who, you know, who understands the role and is there to support the group, like we work really closely together as a team and getting that match right just makes a whole difference to the, the atmosphere in the rest of the chapter. And, you know, and for Sarah and I and Bez, who's secretary treasurer as well, you do get the visibility that comes with it, which I've, which I've definitely noticed. Um, so you, you do get the payoff as well. Um, but yeah, it's, it's nice to be able to kind of create this culture and, um, and see the benefits. I think what's great about your culture as well is that you attract the people that you want now as well. So the people that come in and they love the positivity and the vibe and how enthusiastic everybody's in the meeting. All your new members that seemingly come in are all exactly the same about BNI and about beyond from day mm. one. Um, I think that that's the biggest thing for me in being the president is that if you're able to put your spin on it, the people that will buy into it ultimately are the ones that are buying into you. So they'll be buying into you, Kelly, as the president of beyond and they coming in, they're going to fit in within the group. Whereas We've all probably been to BNI chapters. So probably say outside of our region, where it's yeah. a little bit more stale and people 
<laughs> yeah, people are literally reading from a manual um, the script. It's robotic. Some people might come in and really, really, really love that structure. But a lot of people I find in our region, they buy into the presidents and how, how enthusiastic and how great the people are that, that are members in our region. So I think that's fantastic. Um, we so watched a really good... Um, when we did the Diamond Growth Programme, which I know we'll come on to later, the one bit of learning, which I think we all, that all stuck, stuck with everybody, was this Who's In Your Room video. And it was quite a simple video, but it really just, it, it spoke volumes about sort of, especially for the committee members, you know, it, it's really important that membership a process and choosing who the members are because once you've got someone in that's maybe you know not the right culture fit that's maybe you know a little bit toxic for example or if you kind of you know bring someone in who's not not sort of really bought into actually putting in that effort and doing doing the things that you need to do it, it brings a whole chapter down so that who's in your room video I don't know um what episode or anything it'd be but I think I'd anyone that's on like committee or leadership watch that because we completely just you know, we always refer back to that now when we're when we're bringing members on board. So, definitely recommend what a watch. That's really really good. That the the analogy that I use is the like a glass of milk. If you drop one droplet of, ink, of blue ink in it, the whole thing goes blue. So it only takes the one person yeah. that potentially come in to damage the whole culture. So it's really interesting that you're taking that on board. Um, diamond growth is the next thing I was going to come on to. I know you went through the diamond growth program, and it you know it, for me it was a massive success within your chapter. I think it's fair to say we've run it in a couple of other chapters in the region. Um, one, it went, I'd say it went well. I think one, it didn't go so well. And then I think with you guys, it went amazingly well. Um, what do you think was the difference? So, because I think we've spoken about this before. What do you think was the difference in Beyond as to why it was so successful for you guys? I think there's a couple of reasons why it was so successful. I think the first thing was that the committee and leadership, we all committed and, and sort of agreed that we were bought in and that we were going to lead by example. Um, our meetings are on a Friday. So what we did was each Friday we would say, you know, we would set expectations of what the next theme was going to be the next week. On the Monday, because obviously Friday is a bit of a weird day anyway. So on the Monday, I would then send around an email with the links for the learning um, and what what homework, if you like, or we called it success tasks because like homework feels a bit um, schooly. What, what tasks we needed to do this week, we would then follow up on the Wednesday or Thursday and say, how's everybody getting on in the WhatsApp group and ask people to sort of, you know, reply with a comment about what they found interesting or even just a thumbs up to confirm that they'd done it. So making sure that everyone was accountable. Um, and then on the Friday, the topic, the success task would be the first part of the, the, the agenda on the uh, what was it called? Like the session that we did basically. So we had a shorter agenda, didn't we, for a couple of weeks. And then in place of the time that we would have been spending on the normal meeting, we kind of had that um, diamond growth program. So kind of having that circularity and making sure that everyone was accountable and that we were following up with people. So we weren't just sending an email on Friday and expecting everyone to remember by the next week, just really helped. And the fact that everybody was confirming in the group that they'd done it it kind of made people feel like, you know, if they couldn't do it, it was fine. They could message us if something was going on, but everybody was bought in and we were all doing it as a team. And I think that's where, if you don't do that and you don't set that kind of expectation, like everyone's busy, like they, they'll just put it to the bottom of the list. Yeah, I mean, it goes, it's the, uh, again, when I go to chapter quite often, I'll say, who has a burning desire to be a member of a BNI chapter? Nobody's burning desires to be in a BNI chapter they want the things they can get from it 
So consequently, they'll prioritise other things in their life, rightly so in a lot of cases. But I think with what you've done, you probably encompass quite a few of the core values. So the lifelong learning, obviously, with the diamond growth itself and the success ta- tasks, which I think you've coined really, really well. Um, the, big, the positive attitude, obviously, so you're getting people to comment about what the favourite part of it was and what they've learned from it. But accountability, so making sure that people feel like they need to. And in each of the chapters that you've done it in your chapter, you'll have had people that I bet as soon as you set the task to do it immediately and they put onto the group that have done it immediately. There'll be others that will probably think, I'm going to do this, but I'll make sure I do it before the end of next week. But because mm-hmm. they see that everybody else in the group is doing it, they probably feel a little bit more obliged to go out and do it because they, they don't want to be the one that, that lets the side down. Um, exactly. too, I was going to say, you're probably too modest to say it, but for me, the biggest reason why it was so successful in your chapter is the leadership. So things that you've just mentioned, but that just comes down to the way that you managed to um, help the people in the room to understand how important it was and how beneficial it would be to them and to the group for doing it. So I think you did a fantastic job with it and obviously seeing the benefits of it now. Sorry, I interrupted you then. No, no, the fact, I was just going to say the good thing about it was that when, because of the period that I was telling you about where, you know, we went through a couple of months where, you know, we'd lost that momentum. There was people who'd been onboarded in that period that really didn't get the same onboarding that we would do now with a new member, you know, pairing them with a mentor, taking them through the passports of success, all the things that the new members coming in now have the benefit of, they didn't and they sort of suffered for it. Um, and the, the good thing about the programme was it, it went took everyone back to basics. Everybody learned all the same things. So there was no excuses then really for people to say, oh, I didn't know that. I didn't, oh yeah, I, you know, that's that's not something I was made aware of because we had all been through it so it also helped us then be a bit more you know objective about people making excuses and and not doing things because you know we'd all been put on the same page then um so I definitely recommend if you're in a group where you've got some members that really get it and are doing lots of things and others that kind of you know they've not they've not learned the basics or they're sort of not sort of performing it just helps to put everyone on a level playing field and kind of iron out those um discrepancies great is, is there anything from the program that you feel like you could have done better if you were to go through it again yeah definitely so the program's set out so i think there's eight weeks and then two visitor days so we did the eight weeks and then we had two visitor days and we did it all consecutively over 10 weeks what we found was because everyone was doing the, the learning tasks and sort of, you know, getting up to speed. And I think when we were doing it as well, it was like the end of some holidays or something. And the two visitor days, we, it, I think getting people along to a visitor day, as you know, can be a bit of a slog anyway, because everyone's busy and, you know, people, you know, can always be better at inviting visitors. But I think they crept up on us really fast because we, it was sort of something happening alongside the learning. And then all of a sudden we were on week eight and next week was a visitor day. So it was a bit of a scramble to get people along for them. So I think probably what, what I would do if we did it again or what I'd recommend is um, sort of just spacing those out a bit and kind of keeping the momentum going beyond diamond growth and giving people the time to finish the learning and then start working on the visitor invites rather than trying to do them alongside. Very good. Makes sense. Is there anything else that you think you could have improved on? Um, I'm not saying that there should be, by the way. I'm just wondering <laughs> whether there is or not. No, no, I mean, I, that, that's the main thing, to be honest. I think sometimes that, you know, we, it was a case of making sure that the topics that we were covering aligned to the learning that we were doing. And there was a few things to iron out in that. But I think, I think, to be honest, you know, if you just look at the themes and the topics you want to be covering and making sure that the task you set the week before matches the um, 
the meeting that you've got the following week. I think that's like the key to keeping it like that momentum. Great. No, I think that's, I think that's fantastic. We've, uh, with everything that we do, I think within the region, we try to learn from it, whether it's launching a chapter, every single launch that we've done, I feel like we've done it better than the last one, but there's always things that we find and we feel that we can improve on. So that, that, that ongoing improvement is really, really important to make the, the processes better. So thanks a lot for your insights on that. Um, we always ask people that come onto the podcast about their favourite BNI stories. So it might be relating to you, it might be relating to a member, it might be relating to a chapter. Is the one that sticks out in your mind that you'd like to share? Of it might it might be to do with it might be financially about how much business it's generated, or it might be something that's happened as a result of being a part of BNI. Yeah, so I mean, we've we've always got good success stories about referrals that have you know turned into either repeat business or big wins for, for people in the chapter, which which is great. Um, I think one thing that has been a really good success story in our chapter over the past sort of six months is to do with Elena, who heads up Space Whisperer. She's got the architect seat, and April. Who, who most of you all know she's been in the group for a long time um, and she's been working on Revolution Health. Now, she had a one-to-one with Elena when Elena joined sort of mid last year and they got on really well, hit it off straight away. And April's always been, you know, really passionate about interior design. And when they sort of got chatting, Elena was asking her, you know, Why, have you never thought about going down this route? And April was kind of saying, oh, you know, I've not... I've not really worked in it before. I've not got the experience. And anyway, long story short, it ended up sort of coming together. And um, and now and April started working with Elena a bit. She's now become the head of marketing and junior creative for, um, for Elena. And in the meantime, Elena's worked with all of the power team to get her branding done, officially become the space whisperer. Um, so I think that's a really good example of not just people working together, but for April, that's allowed her to pursue something that's always been a dream of hers. So it's a good it's a good instance of how, you know, that building relationships, which is obviously another value in the chapter. It's not just about, oh, I can pass you some business. It could actually even be, you know, something that's, that changes your life. So, um, yeah, that's something that's really, I think, been quite inspiring and beyond. And I'm looking forward to seeing how that progresses with them both. That's really, really good. It's really interesting. There's, there's loads of stories like that. Like you say that, I suppose, from a, a visitor point of view, somebody coming into a chapter, they don't see those things. But the more of those stories that you can share, that it's not just about the pounds and pence. I find that if I talk to somebody about the cost of BNI against what their return is, that's all they're ever thinking about. They're looking at it just as a, right, how much is this going to be worth to me? Whereas if you can share yeah. those stories, it's the old thing, isn't it? Facts tell stories, sell. If you share the stories about how it could potentially impact their life, that's where... I think you'll start winning, winning more. I think as a region, we'll start winning more and more people over. And um, what is it that you find works for you in BNI? Is there, a, is there a particular area that works for you? So, like, there's all different areas, like weekly presentations and one to ones and power teams and stuff, inviting visitors. What is the, 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 what's the what would be your strategy for BNI to make it a success for anybody that might be a new member in BNI or an established member that feels like they'd like to do a little bit better from, from what they get out of BNI at the moment? If I was recommending it for my own chapter, because we're really good at one-to-ones, I think we've all nailed building relationships. One-to-ones are definitely one thing I would recommend. But um, I think inviting visitors, again, it's it's it always comes down to this, you know, people really struggle. We've had some good ed swaps from Chris and Bez on this, actually. People really struggle to go to invite people because they're scared of being rejected. They're scared of people saying, oh, what's BNI? Is it a cult? And, you know, people shy away from it and they make excuses and they don't end up inviting people. But... I know that, you know, the most business I've had out of BNI is through visitors. And I think a lot of other people are the same. We had a story where one guy came along 
Um, and I think he gave sort of a 60 grand contract to, to one member and a 30 grand contract to somebody else or something ridiculous. So, you know, visitors, visitors are the lifeblood of any chapter as the saying goes. And I think, you know, if we could all invite, aside from who's already in the room, if we could all invite more visitors, you know, that's crucial because it helps bring in more members and also bring in more, more referrals. So that would definitely be my recommendation. And I'm just as guilty as everyone else of, of, of not inviting as many as I should. I think that we've well, put it there, you coined it nicely again, the visitors are the lifeblood of any chapter. I think that's much better than the a former executive director in the region that used to say visitors are cash on legs. And he'd say that <laughs> in front of all the visitors. It never seemed to go down very well. I'm not sure why the conversion rate was really low, but there you go. Um, so in your chapter right now, um, are there certain seats that you'd like to fill? So again, anybody listening to this that might have visitors coming along to their meeting um, that may not be able to apply because there's, a, there's competition there in the room. Is there anybody, if they had people interested in BNI that they could send them to your chapter, what would those seats be? I think there's three seats which are really hard um, to find in any region, which we've currently got available, and I'm hoping we'll have them filled soon, to be honest, um, due to who's coming down. But IFA seat, um, for sure. So we've got a couple of people coming down this week for that, which is great. Um, print and also uh, telecoms. So I think they're three big seats, which, you know, we're, we're really keen to get the right person in for those seats. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, if people are looking to join BNI and, and they've uh, struggled to find a chapter, obviously that's, that's a really good opportunity. Yeah, out of interest, how many applications have you already had for those seats that you might have rejected? The IFA one, I think we've, we've turned two away, I think. Yeah, so, okay, no, it just goes back to the point. A lot of people, a lot of chapters will say, we only want the right people in the chapter. But then when it comes down mm. to it, this sort of temptation to take on a new member takes over and I think it, I think it's great and to be fair I know Andy fully backs this if you if the people aren't if they're not the right people definitely you know don't accept them or help them to be successful in a chapter that might be a little bit better suited for them but I think it's brilliant that you you're keeping those seats open resisting the temptation to just take anybody in and making sure it's the right fit because for the, the long-term good of the group getting the right person in is far more important than just filling the seat now and the old saying again in BNI is if you want just bums on seats you get bums on seats so exactly. We've, we've, we've covered loads of them off today, haven't we? <laughs> All the VNI-isms. That's it, yeah. Um, okay, well, fantastic. Thanks very much for your time today, Kelly. For anybody wanting to get in touch with you, whether it is for a one-to-one -one to find out a bit more about what, you're, what you do, anything about um, the Diamond Growth Programme or how you could potentially help them in, in their chapter, what's the best way that they could get in touch, in touch with you? Um, either drop me a message on LinkedIn, it's Kelly Gilmore Grassum, or drop me an email at kelly at makingyoucontent.com. Fantastic. And you'll be able to find Kelly's details on Connect as well. I'd like to thank Kelly for coming along today. Hopefully it's not been too painful for you. Really, really interesting podcast, I think. I think there'll be a lot of people to take a lot away from this. So thanks a lot for investing some time today and doing it with us. Thanks, Dave. Take care. I'll see you soon. Thanks a lot, Kelly. This podcast is edited and produced by Emily Boardman from VA Confidential. Anybody needing any freelance business support or podcast editing, please get in touch with Emily, whose details can be found on BNI Connect.